How are we going now, Jack? We're going good. We're going we're going better now that we're on the phone. The, uh, the radio machine, I think it was only a three-episode radio machine because it's dropped out, <laughs> Jackie boy. And, um, yeah, no, it's fair to say uh, I am um, yep, sweating a little bit. Hopefully the phone doesn't drop out here and we can continue on because I am joined by, well, I've decided this week, Jack, to combine uh, the, the two-timing Tiger with our uh, Richmond inner sanctum person, mm-hmm. and, and that is Justin Lepich. He's played, uh, obviously, for the Brisbane Lions. Uh, he's had a couple of coaching stints at uh, Richmond and a couple of coaching stints at the Lions. And we're going to give this a crack over a loudspeaker. So, Lepa, I, I will introduce you because you've got a fairly decent resume. Three-time Premiership player, three-time All-Australian. You won a BNF for the Lions in 1999. You're an assistant coach at the Lions 07 to 09. You've been a Tigers assistant coach in Dimmer's first year in 2010 into 2013. You headed back to Brisbane for 2013 to 2016 as the head coach. And you returned to Tigerland in 2017. And what a year it was, 2017. Mate, you know these two clubs. Probably better than anyone, I would have thought. Yes. Um, I must say that, yeah, it's weird being in the game nearly 30 years and you've been in only two clubs. Um, it's quite quite bizarre. Um, I'm at the Lions, Tigers and Bears. Oh, my. They're the three <laughs> clubs. Because <laughs> they were in the early days, Brisbane were the Bears. So uh, in the in the bad old Bears days. So, yeah, it's been been around a while, buddy. Now, you've, you've played, obviously, you've coached the Lions as a, as a senior coach, but... Um, spent more years as an assistant and, and years at the Tigers have been as an assistant. And a lot of people would look at you and, and, and see you as that big centre-half back type. So it would always have assumed that you coached the backs, but you actually coached the forwards in 2017. Well, uh, how different is it coaching the forwards versus coaching the backs? Um, well, basically, you're coaching people. That's the, the, it was a very difficult year that year because I had this... Particularly 2017, I had a very uh, ambitious and um, quite forthright uh, leader in 2017 in the forward line. Um, <laughs> quite, quite big head. No, 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 sorry. Uh, but look, it was a very interesting mix, as you know, Jackie, because you were there. It was you, you alone as the, the standalone veteran almost and, and a bunch of kids. So that was quite odd. And I've never coached forwards before. So what a mix. Um, uh, all, all I really knew was what I liked about looking at it from the other end of the ground is I'd like forwards that, that could pressure and um, and keep the ball down there. So that's about the only um, experience I had, apart from my years of experience. Um, but, yeah, and what a year it was. And don't sell yourself short, because you were the leading hockey kicker for the Lions. You do remind <laughs> constantly. That was, your, that, was your, that was your, I suppose, catchphrase of 2017, that you did kick 194 goals that's right. for the Lions, and twice leading goal kicker, 97, mm-hmm. 98. Do you... Who, did you start back and end forward, or did you start forward and end back? And who booted you from the forward line to, to push you down and back into the back line? Well, as a junior, I was a ruckman, um, uh, and I was 190 centimetres at the age of 15, and then I stopped growing. So that, that dream was really quickly over. Um, so I had to go somewhere else, and I actually played in the under-18 year, all, all positions. Um, so I don't think Brisbane knew what they were getting when uh, they did recruit me. So the first few years, I spent all over the place, but... Um, after when John Northey got in the, you know, was the coach, I played more forward and yeah, as you said, you know, got the leading goal kicker. But then Lee, when uh, Lee was the one who kicked me to the back line, and that was because we had Alistair Lynch, Jonathan Brown, Daniel Bradshaw. Um, we had already had a heap of 
tall, so someone had to go back. Oh, yeah, so you, uh, they were pretty decent, those. No, they were bad, yeah. Thought. Alice Lynch, obviously a great Tasmanian there. And Swooping Norby coached the Tigers. He was in the famous uh, spot yep. with Robert Walls. Yes. What, what was he like as a coach? Uh, Swooper was like, so we had Wolsey, I had Wolsey first, which is like a, a drill sergeant coaching you. Uh, and then I had Swooper, which is like your granddad coaching you. Uh, quite funny, one of, one of my great memories is uh, Swooper. Uh, one of the first nights he invited myself and uh, Nathan Chapman and Trent Bartlett, who, who played that year over to his house, and he just kept throwing beers in front of us. I was so shocked, and, and by the end of the night, um, had a few too many, and we all stumbled home. So that was, a, that was the first uh, first thoughts on swoopers. But he just wanted everyone to be, be have fun and be you know be that lovable sort of coach. So um, yeah, it was it was a real release of energy after the Woolsey times. Uh, and just uh, I know we've been talking to fans here. Um, an update that Nick Vlosten is in for the Tigers. He's come in. Uh, Oleg Markov has gone out. Uh, that's a that's a pretty big in for us uh, to get to get Tigger back. It is, and it's a sad out as well because Oleg was going really well last week, and you know he's probably in the, in the space where he wants to build his career as well. So um, hopefully we've got a four day break, Jackie. So hopefully Oleg's back on the horse and needed soon, and we're gonna have to manage his time as well. Well, I'll phrase tonight as selection night because it's not usually we'd have a show on a Monday leading into a, a, a Tuesday game, sorry, um, and told a couple of stories off the top about what selection night was like for me as a young fellow growing up. What, what was it like for, for you? Did the, the Lions have something special with the night of selection or do you have a pre-game ritual or food or, or anything you used to do before you play a game? Because you, you did play, let's say, 20 years ago. Mm. Um, Things were a little bit different there, as you mentioned, with Swooper throwing beers in front of you. What, what was the night before a game like for you? No, we, we didn't have anything planned per se. Um, you know, we, we, we did a lot of social nights outside, though. Um, so we probably have four or five social nights a year when I was playing uh, for, for the Lions. But no, not the game before, the night before, as everyone leaves to always say, well, it's your own 24 hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know... He said, make you leave everyone alone in the last 24 hours before a game, so, and then and let you do your own thing. One thing I did know, I hated being in the public space for some reason. Like, if Christy wanted to go for dinner the night before a game, I just couldn't do it. I just got ag- homebody. Well, I just got agitated. I just felt like I shouldn't be there. I just, I used to, I used to get a bit short. Um, so, yeah, so that was one thing I knew I, I didn't like to do before a game. Yeah, and we all mentioned the Lions change as well. Jack Payne has come in to make his debut with Grant Birchall coming out, being managed for the Lions. What, what is selection like now for, for um, an AFL side? Take, take us through, well, obviously we picked the side today, um, had a fairly decent idea through, through the week, but how much time actually goes into it and, and what sort of say does everyone get in, in the selection criteria? Uh, no, we, we we get obviously get a say in our lines. It's, it's different coaching the backs. Backs, we generally have a back seven. Every club tends to have a seven, so it doesn't change. As every other line, you sometimes have two mids that are forwards, sometimes one, something else. So that part can differ. So actually coaching the forwards is much more stressful on in, in match committee because you always have midfield coaches wanting to play an extra mid and play them just as a forward um, and things like that. So often the debate deba- debates become about how many half forwards are coming up or um, how many forwards and how many mids we're having. But every week it tends to be the backs just you pick your seven um, and so for me, it's actually quite quite easy to um, quite easy to do most weeks because um, most weeks it doesn't change. Um, Noah Bolt is uh, the one that we've spoken about him at length with a lot of the fans on on the show and the listeners on the show. And the Tiger Army are, are really coming to 
grow to love him. What's it like coaching him? And, and, and what do you see when you watch Noah Bolter play? Um, <laughs> he's a lot like Ramsey, isn't he? <laughs> he's a little bit odd like Alex too, which is quite funny. Um, I could tell a little story. He he didn't really know who Harris Andrews was, which is a bit of a concern. Um, and that was only... This is recent. This is like... Um, yeah, before the ball bounced this season. So I thought you were going to say five hours ago. <laughs> no, well, he does now. That after, but I was talking through some of the, you know, who he should aspire to be, and he wasn't quite sure. So Noah doesn't isn't a footy lover, footy watcher, um, whereas Alex is sort of quite intent in, you know, his game. So they have differences like that, but athletically they're very, very similar. Um, he's quite a funny kid. The more you get get to know him, and um, he's quite quirky, uh, but he's got the athletic gifts. He probably doesn't realise. The strengths he has and how he, he he'd be one of the strongest players in the competition um and it's sort of taking him a while to find some of the better players to realize that so i think now his confidence starting to grow so we'll look out yeah you you, you well you, you have you have been touted as the man that that molded Ramsey into the player he is and alex has attributed a lot of his growth and his success into the tutelage of you is it is it a similar path that you're taking Noah down, or is it a bit of horses for courses? Because there is some differences in them. They both are very athletically gifted. Do you have do you have an idea on on what you need to do to make Noah Bolter the, the best player he can be? Um, look, it's, t- times are different. Ten years on, uh, I'm spending a lot of one on one time with Alex. Um, he he probably needed that more than Noah. Funny enough. Um, but it wasn't just him, it was Grimesy as well. And Dave, they're all young boys at the time. It was probably because Alex turned into the All-Australian. But it's funny, he become... Maybe I was there with his growth cycle, but Alex become his best when Ben Rutten was coaching him um, when I was at Brisbane. That's when he was at the peak of his powers. But I guess Ben got the finished product <laughs> that I had to do. So did the early work. He just polished the diamond. Yeah, well, probably. And, and that's where Ryan Ferguson's come in at our club. And he, he's done a lot of work with... Brian Garthwaite, Ben Miller, and Noah, and these guys as well. So the difference is, it's it's not just myself um, teaching now. I've got Ferg with me, and, and he's done a lot of the heavy lifting as well. So uh, it's more a fifty-fifty split. Whereas back then, you, you definitely were the, the one and only doing the job. I want to get a, a bit insight into um, a couple of other guys that are that are relatively new in the back line, and that is Liam Baker. Now I say relatively new, but he played in the in the Premiership last year. Uh, and Derek Egmolesi Smith. For the people out there that don't know, or I've probably have only seen very, very small snippets of Derek. Where's his upside? Because he, he looks a player, doesn't he? He looks like a perfect replacement for Basher. Sorry, Basher, you're not getting replaced yet or anything <laughs> like that. We still love you. Um, but when you, th- I think when you do your list manager of a group, you tend to go, who's going to slot in for this guy? What he's done? When? Who's the next one coming through? Um, and it's great because Derek was always probably on the fringe this year. So we feel like we've found a player, even though he's been here for three years, we feel like we've found someone who could be here for another 10. So that's the exciting part. And I think he's feeding off that energy as well. So um, I was at Brisbane when Steph Martin, standing up in Steph Martin, is a 10-year player. We thought maybe nine years or whatever it was. And we thought maybe it's the end. He's been around the footy journey and um, he got an opportunity. And ever since then, he's been one of the superstar from the comp. So it can it can happen at any age. And I've, I've seen it happen. But I'm hopeful this this moment and what's happened this year with COVID has probably given Derek the chance that he needed and the opportunity and he's he's grabbing it. Um, Hub Life, uh, we've spoken to a few players now about what it's like being a player inside Hub Life, but obviously coaching's completely different. Um, how have you found that being around the players 
more than you usually would. And do you think that um, that could increase, uh, I suppose, development time? Like really, is it, is it good that you're in Noah's back pocket basically 24-7 and you're able to constantly be telling him stuff or do you get sick of us sometimes? I don't think anyone lost being told 24-7 what, <laughs> what to do, but what did that, that definitely has helped. So, for instance, now straight after a game, let's be Monday night here, I'll be, I'm able to go through all the tapes and go through in more detail and sit with Grimes and Noah and sit together and things you can do that that you can't do from Monday to Friday um, and probably won't be able to do going forward given the, the hours that the players are at footy clubs and the attached time you can actually, hands-on time you can get. So that's been awesome. Um and and not not only that, just even just before sitting around the the fire pit out here, just you know chewing the fat with the boys, all those sorts of moments are, are terrific as well. So um, it's good to have a family or quarantine as well too, because it was a full month as you know, we saw without them. So um, I actually did some homeschooling today and died. So I was like, oh no, I forgot, I forgot how bad this was. So Christy and the girls obviously are up here now. They've done the two weeks quarantine. Yeah. So you're, you're homeschooling now out of the yeah. hotel, is that right? Well, I had we sort of finished by about lunch today, so I did the second half of the day and gave Christy a chop out with Emily and to do the grade five. And I was like, oh man, I was getting, I was sweating. I was really, you know, you could sit there in front of a hundred thousand crowd and try and work your way through a game plan. No worries, but then do grade five homework and be sweating. You know? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Uh, final question, level. Uh, your relationship with Dimmer, they, they, was it a key reason for you coming back to the Tigers after going up to the Lions and, and coaching coaching the ones up there? It's probably not something that you see a lot of people do, return to a, a footy club after they've had it one stint there as an assistant coach to come back. But what's it like coaching under Dimmer? Um, well, we've... We're very similar uh, in a lot of ways, uh, very different in a lot of ways. We, we probably look at the game the same, but approach it from a completely different angle. And I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but um, so we kind of complement each other as well um, in other ways. But the big thing with, with Denver is that they wanted me back, not just he, Tim Livingston and the, the group around um, to help, which is the most important thing. No one else really wanted me at that time. I was a bit on the scrap heap, but... Um, so, so that was the big part of it as well. And also, I, I wanted to come back to help the guys out, like yourself and Rancy and the guys that actually, and, and to finish the job. I think that was a bit of that as well. That were the two main reasons. And, and if it wasn't that, I would have probably not been in footy. That would have been um, the only other option. So it's funny, isn't it? Sliding doors of the game and where you end up. And, and now we're here again and we're in Queensland and COVID. So, yeah. We're the Queensland Tigers. Well, Jack, it's uh, obviously... Uh... A bit of a different coach's corner tonight for Host Plus with, with Leffer, Justin Leffich joining us um, up here in the hub via the telephone. Um, we're sitting around just having a, a good old <laughs> chat, but a, a man that uh, I think has been pivotal in not only the 2019 Premiership, but the 2017 one and the development of our, our young players left. So thanks for joining us, mate. No, it's Jackie. Play well this week. There we go. Am I picked? I think so. Uh, Let me check. There we go. I've been picked for this week, Jack. That's good news. That's always nice to hear. Justin Lepich was with us in the Coach's Corner for Host Plus, proud superannuation partner of the Richmond Tigers. Host Plus, we go with you. More on the other side of this. Stay with us.